welcome to another episode of the Common Ground podcast. You already know what it is. Today we'll be talking about socialism uh, versus capitalism. I am a firm advocate of social of sorry <laughs> capitalism. While <laughs> sunshine, socialism, is, no, no, no. you heard it here, folks. Of socialism. I will prove to you why capitalism is the best not, way to live life, and socialism. What, what, what? And I am sunshine will probably prove to you why socialism. Is the second best way or even the worst? Um, let's begin. Um, you. My name is Arjun, and joining me as always is Kanchan. We will now begin the conversation on socialism versus capitalism. What do we think? Obviously, this is one of our main episodes, so please stick um, for the next hour. Make sure you listen to the entire podcast. Make sure you learn something, because I'm sure you will. And yes, let's begin the conversation, Kanchan. Socialism. What is socialism to you, Kanchan? I want you to define socialism for me, and I want you to also define capitalism. I want to know what you think it is. I don't really identify wow. with amazing. socialism. Nor do I. Wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I have my own. I have my own view, and um, that's so cool. Regarding what capitalism is, uh, capitalism, uh, capitalism is a cold and cruel system created Why? by the ruling class. to profit of the working class and the lower class to make sure that the working and the middle class never have any form of social mobility and stay put in their place you feel the capitalist i you know what's funny actually before i get in <laughs> i want to i just want to tell you one thing cuz i want to tell all other views as well you know we know the blm movement this communist movement right you know i've just found out a week back um that apparently they're selling Communist. merchandise Communist? on the Minneapolis street they're selling merchandise they're selling blm merchandise they're selling shirts selling cups they're selling no. they're selling bandanas they're selling many things and there are so many street shops Did that you? have opened on the blm obviously you know where that's a specific you? street where chaz used to be um and also many other parts of the many other parts of the united states why why i'm saying this example is because Shout out because what's really funny is um the fact that the whole movement is such a socialistic you know movement where they're advocating for the right to socialism they're advocating um obviously not just for the blm movement and the people who've been who've um, unfortunately have fallen into the hands of um bad policemen i'm not saying all policemen are bad but then those who are bad and they shouldn't be i can't understand the right of their protesting for that but then at the same time those who advocate for socialistic views and the harst opening pop up shops or opening street shops selling merchandise for blm kind of ironic don't you think kanchan those are not socialists those are capitalists all right so again you talked about capitalism um being a very evil tool very evil method of handling one's economy disclaimer just as an intro just um, um we will now talk about actually I'll talk about what capitalism really is so even the viewers can you know understand what capitalism really means and not just what they think it is capitalism is not just another mode of economics you can choose a lot of people um like you concern and many other people also suggest that capitalism is just a tool it's just another way we can choose to organize our economy um and i want to say that this is a lie capitalism is about certain fundamental moral principles capitalism is inherently more moral than other systems free markets are more moral than no. non free markets right why because it suggests that you as an individual own your own labor you are in charge of you are in charge of your own labor you get to decide whether you want to alienate that labor 
um, what you wish to trade for that labor. You also get to decide whether you want to alienate that other person's labor. What you wish to, yeah. So basically, you get to decide the value of labor as well. Um, whether or not, um, if you want to work for a given wage, you can trade your goods and services for somebody else's goods and services. And again, both of you are end up richer through that process, right? Again, um, contrary to popular opinion, when two people make a trade, both sides do benefit in the system of capitalism. If you're worried about a trade deficit um, with the person who you just made a trade with, maybe then you should have done a better trade on your own. But the idea that involuntary trade is somehow an in reenshrinement of like the power hierarchy is a lie. The value of your labor can only be decided by other people who also are choosing freely. It is, it is not crammed down on you and you are not allowed to cram down on other folks. The, they get to alienate your labor as much as you get to alienate theirs. Right? Again, the it also happens to be extremely effective. Yeah? It, may, it is maybe the biggest lie in the modern age that capitalism is ineffective. And apparently many of the left suggest that redistribution of income has risen people from poverty and then point to examples like Norway and Denmark. But what really stopped poverty in these countries wasn't redistribution of income. That again is a major lie that all of you believe. It was in fact capitalism. I think redistribution of income is generally a bad um, idea because it is less effective than free markets um, in generating entrepreneurship, in generating technological developments, and even cheaper prices that you can afford. The stuff that makes for better goods and services, which is why many of the countries on the left love to cite how, you know, they'd love to cite the examples of Norway and Denmark without realizing that these countries actually have lower corporate taxes and lower business regulations than even the USA. The fact that capitalism has raised half the globe out of abject poverty in the last 40 years alone. My views have not changed. Capitalism is still an evil system that is just designed to profit off labor and designed to take advantage of the working class and the middle class and to make sure that the ruling power that is currently in um, in power will stay the same for the rest for the rest of the life to come. Um, one look at places like uh, Mumbai, for example, how um, Sunil Ambani's uh, mansion is right next to the Dharavi slums, and um, it's a good it's a good um, symbol almost of how how really unequal in terms of income the world really is. And I believe um, the ultra rich, the richest of the rich, and uh, redistributing their wealth. So that almost everyone is at the same starting point would really help lift people from poverty and also help create new entrepreneurs, new businesses. And overall, just a lot of financial stability for society to come and help the current society to live in a much more comfortable and uh, peaceful state rather than what it is right now. Again, there were many things to uh, what you said, but one was um, you started the example of in the mass income inequality. I'm not sure. I'm not saying that it doesn't exist, but the reason you blame that is for capitalism is against once again wrong, right? The one you blame that capitalism necessitates greed and competition. Well, go tell this to anyone who runs a business, and they will tell you the exact opposite, right? Businesses live and die on reputation. If you treat your employees poorly, they'll take the first chance to go work somewhere. Amazon. Else. If your customers think you're screwing them Amazon. over, they'll buy them for someone else. If you rip off your vendors, they'll stop selling to you. Not to mention most Amazon. industries are tight communities and word gets around not just to work with you. I've seen many Amazon. people burn bridges. I've seen videos um, that people, you know, watch their businesses go bankrupt. The ones who treat people fairly and try to make sure everybody wins only survive and flourish. 
I know this is to counter to a socialist worldview, but go ask someone who has run a business for a long time. They'll all tell you the same thing that business is actually about relationships as well. What were you saying about Amazon? Amazon is the prime example of going against everything you stand for. They treat their workers horribly. They have a lot of price cutting to uh, tear down small businesses. And Amazon is only standing is only standing where it's at right now because of the huge power it has amassed, and it is right now manipulating that, mistreating its workers, making sure small businesses are not forced. To work. The workers have a choice. You should realize that the workers aren't being forced to work there. They've been given a certain wage, whether they disagree or not. They wish to work for it or not. Whether they wish to trade their labor for not, it is their individual choice. The fact that they have that freedom is what uh, capitalism is all about, right? Still saying that when you are being allowed to work at a place and when you have no other choice but to work there, being treated humanely is one of the basic rights of a worker. Even in um, and in capitalism, the and biggest thing is to cut. No, let, let me speak. The biggest, uh, biggest uh, cornerstone of capitalism is profit, and cutting corners is one of the best ways to make profits. Amazon is a prime example of doing that. They are cutting corners in many ways to make sure they get the maximum profit. And you might say that, oh, it's because of your reputation. When in fact, right now, almost everyone thinks Amazon is this big corporate greed or this big corporate evil. Yet they keep flourishing. Their stock keeps just increasing and increasing. You know, it's kind of funny when you talk about. um basically there being this income inequality basically there being this the fact that the reason why you might think capitalism has caused a lot of you know might you might think capitalism has caused a lot of poverty is because of the fact that they cut for profits but you should kind of understand that to gain profits again there's also reputation when it comes to the whole point and that's what i've been talking about as well and even if you don't agree with the fact that there is a set um reputation that has been sent let's take real life examples Let's stop reasoning for a second. Let's take real life examples of what's happening in socialistic countries. You have countries like Venezuela. You have a country like East Berlin, where people are trying to escape the countries. You've got countries where people are living in socialistic environment, socialism, socialism-driven economies, and trying to escape to capitalism-driven economies like UK, US, and many other places around the world. Take examples of Venezuela, East Berlin. You've got Cuba. Even North Korea. Point of capitalism is so that two parties benefit. and not just that there is a freedom of choice is a freedom of choosing something and there's less hand regulation given to the government on what you choose to consume or not the goods that have the highest demand will be produced the goods um again the cost will be as low so everyone can afford it those who are in the product market of that specific good will be able to afford it there are many points we can talk about the fact that socialism is actually more moral than i mean sorry capitalism is actually more moral than socialism that being quite ironic and when you actually state um capitalism about in uh, relation to poverty actually capitalism with a state has brought a lot of people out of poverty right a lot of you miss out on the fact that global It health care put a lot have, of people into poverty um not really that's i feel like i don't know if you notice but there are more people in poverty in socialist economies than there are in <laughs> capitalistic economies i mean Just before I go into this poverty argument, can you please state one um, successful socialistic government, Kanchan? See, I know every time communism or socialism, it sounds good on paper, but when it's put it to real life, it's failed. Yes, I agree. What I'm proposing is something different, something that could practically work. Again, ironic, I know, and. Um, one one example if you really want me to say is um china right now china right now is in economically at least it's in a really amazing place and, uh, you, you consider china a socialist government 
despite being it, the biggest it, it, factor it, in the world it it defines itself as a democracy yet when in reality it's it's basically a a, a communist state the US like, is a democracy as well and it's a capitalistic economy democracy only chooses whether you are given the right to vote or not not whether the economy works in a socialistic way or a capitalistic way yes but china themselves have a communist party in ruling and that's been in place for so long they are a communist um they are a communist country we're talking about capitalism and how it's brought a lot of poverty um to people there's just few points i want to bring up on that context right i talked about i was talking about this before as well a lot of you miss out on the fact that global healthcare standards have risen rapidly it is easy to talk about the third world um, but the reality is it has largely evaporated as systems of global trade have enabled workers from almost everywhere to participate secondly the best measure of poverty is the infant death rate by that measure which is hard to game regardless of your political bent things are better now i might actually agree with the definition of globalism in many ways but history teaches um that very little lasts longer than 100 years before um being totally revised i'm not afraid of china as you stated about china before we shouldn't underestimate the capacity of the freshly liberated poor to do um what is right for themselves i guess from where i sit as an individual i don't think many of the world's poor care much about the marxist critiques um remind them remind yourselves that actually i should remind you that um capitalism the whole goal of capitalism is not to make everyone rich but instead um also not to restrain trade so success this quote and quote success is not measured who is rich and who is not it is measured by access to markets either by a buyer or a seller you right so when we talk about you know when we talk about the rich when we talk about the poor it is i mean even statistically speaking capitalism has brought more people out of abject poverty and capitalistic economies have higher standards of living lower de- death rates um higher mortality rates than socialistic economies um and again when we talk about capitalism when we think about it as a tool as i mentioned before it really isn't right if you actually purely live as a as a socialist yourself you would actually have to probably live on the farm side um living on subsistence farming and the fact that we argue on for, on such a socialistic side but at the same time wake up in the morning get a cup of starbucks go to school on a or even a private bus um or even a you know private taxi let's say this example um and at the same time go to a private school go study by private textbooks made by private tutors and again that is kind of ironic when we talk about that in that sort of standpoint i see your point and i understand like the irony in the situation but just um i st- um i still believe that even though um capitalism has done a lot it's still it's still an evil system because it mainly profits off labor it profits to work for only this this very little amount of money when in reality their labor is the whole basis of the system and without that labor they have a, they have a lot of bargaining chips for us we won't give you anything when in reality their labor means a lot and if these people knew about it then i'm pretty sure the society we live in would not be where it is right now nor would it be capitalistic kanchan before you uh, also continue just before i say anything could you cite any socialist government present in today's world sweden a country like sweden or countries like nordic countries like denmark are socialist do you think do you think or even switzerland do you think these are socialist economies uh countries like denmark or switzerland are they socialist Sweden. or 
to to an extent to an extent i believe they are socialist because um um they they have the principles of socialism but their main ideologies or what they're working it's kind of hard to classify them I'm as glad one. you like agree with that because a lot of people obviously you're not saying it but a lot of people state you know socialism as i mean successful quote unquote economies of socialism as sweden um switzerland or many other nordic countries right um this is what i have to say yeah. for that because uh, just to clear that for you uh, fellow listeners in 1970 sweden was the world's fourth richest country okay it's going good for you for now um from 1970 <laughs> to 1993 the top marginal tax rate rose to 84% spending rose to 67% of the gdp and public debt public debt um to i said death there <laughs> public debt public uh, debt to 70% of gdp this went from sweden oh my to god Korea real quick okay by 93 by 1993 sweden had fell to 14th richest average sweden was now poorer than the average brit or italian well this is what socialism can do to you another thing from 1993 to 2013 sweden then sweden cut spending from 67% to 49% of gdp cut top marginal tax rate from 84% to 57% and even corporate tax um from 26.3% to 22% over then sweden's debt fell from 70% of gdp to 37% and growth and productivity averaged 2.7% and 2.1% obviously plus um every year um respectively versus 1.9% to even 1% from the 15 main eu countries this is what happens when you go back to the beaut when you go back to the beautiful method of capitalism finally prior to again this is a very big example used by capitalist myself and it is very relevant example there are many many socialists disagree with like at his disregard um prior to the self proclaimed socialist hugo chavez um taking power in 1999 Venezuela was the richest country in South America since then over 4 million roughly 10% of the total total population have fled the country 44% are unemployed and inflation has reached 10 million percent right so there you have it what do you think guys you think socialism is really that pretty do you think the side of socialism is that beautiful do you think that socialism is now as innocent as you thought capitalism was evil i mean hopefully you got some insight of that i want to know kanchan what do you think about that when you see obviously when you can't go with when you think capitalism this evil method of handling a government when you when you go to socialism or even if you don't like which method do you think we should follow i mean considering that you think capitalism first of all um, takes advantage of people even though it's a whole voluntary process benefiting two parties and then at the same time you're against socialism because i pointed out many things that socialism has its many fall downfalls to so what do you think kanchan i still agree with socialism i just Why? believe that if you if okay listen if you change the way you are um taking it out if you have have a new set of rules and principles to fit with today's societies and today's um, economy you can really help benefit the whole I think for finest- some weird reason that capitalism is one way when you should realize it's a voluntary process it is 
it is advocating for the freedom of choice you can do what you want with your own labor what you want with your own resources that you sell you can set them at the price you want obviously there's market thing uh, market factors available but at, at the same you time you're able to alienate other to people's resources you're able to manipulate other people's resources you're all interconnected in this process where you allow more efficient production you allow more efficient you know more productivity so more resources more goods can be produced at the same time you won't change your mind on that let's go back to socialism now and i want to know why you think socialism was is a better alternative because that is what you're trying to say i i i am for a reforming of socialist <laughs> and sounds like aoc oh, to me <laughs> i am for reforming I if i had all of it she said reforming i'll probably be very rich right now bazinga okay i i want a reforming of socialist and bazinga i want a reforming of socialist and communist Couple policy you just left the chat just cuz you said that <laughs> <laughs> the, to fit in today's landscape and today's society one of the first things is the redistribution of wealth which again i truly believe would and secondly is to prevent what 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 i just proved to you before our redistribution of wealth is hardly effective and hasn't helped any economy whatsoever see, actually see, free markets you're, you're the same you're the same person who says systemic and institutionalized racism doesn't exist doesn't. so i don't think you're a, you're a very credible source for uh, you know why what, what does it have to do with anything do you have any credible source for systemic racism let me just remind you you didn't bring any statistic whatsoever on how systemic racism exists i am i am just mentioning to the listeners i'm mentioning to the listeners that this is the same man he said that systemic racism does not exist well obviously i proved you why you didn't do you like we cannot look at the system it's so hard to measure blah 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 You said that, yeah, right? But, but you said it was this, so hard to measure, which is why. No, 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 no. Don't, don't, don't change the subject. It's uh, coming you, from. You're the one who brought it up. Okay, continue. Continue with your socialistic point. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, forty. Okay. So again, sorry. Yeah, again, redistribution of wealth. Then forty um, years secondly, ago, Venezuela was one of the oh richest countries in the world, and Singapore was one of the poorest. Singapore was a socialist government back then. one embrace socialism and the other embrace free markets we all know which we did what and i'm sure you already know that just really proves my point okay um okay. and secondly in terms stop in um i tr- um progressive taxation and also preventing about taxing um, the rich will give you <laughs> employment who actually feed and put food in your mouth go ahead and insult the people sure, who actually increase okay. employment in a country sure. not the government Have you ever been to a government school kanchan have you ever been to a sure. have you ever been to a public yeah. bus kanchan i have have you been to a I public have. taxi kanchan you would i have what do you think what do you think a private taxi think, and a public wait no no do you think no 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 do you think i'm some sort of between nah, a government nah, school and a private no. school kanchan you would know no nah, listen listen no nah, listen do you think i'm some sort of like prince of capitalism advocating for socialist views while living a capitalist life nah nah you got it wrong mate you got it wrong what are you then you're like nowhere you're basically an outlier in this entire situation it seems you don't know. So yeah. what you were talking about okay, yeah progressive taxation actually really wanted to start. okay i think you're done i think you proved your point <laughs> on whether we you know, why we should prove it. everyone is saying the same thing as well why we should tax the rich because you know okay. they they're rich they don't need to live in a yeah. 4.5 million dollar mansion while i'm living in a slum we don't need to have that um you should understand one thing and again this is i've, I've heard this example Bro, before man. people talk i'll tell yes, you what understand me. i'll tell you where this common ground of ours is i'm not 
disagreeing with the fact that capitalism has had a dirty past all co- all sort of economies have had a dirty past that is not denying that that is how life is there is all in in economics there's always a right and wrong to everything except right? greenland there is also the fact that when you take something to the extreme when you're far left like antifa yeah. or you're far right like the kkk or i don't want to use the kkk actually that's a real bad actually yeah, i might but when you're far right <laughs> or far left again antifa is not that great as well so um just yesterday i think you registered as a terrorist organization <laughs> that was pretty interesting that was actually good that, that, was, that was finally that was done no i mean they are a terrorist yeah. organization they're a communist marxist organization trying to take over every single movement they come across but that's not the point um the fact that i'm not disagreeing with the fact that again when you i'll i'll go and i'll stand in your lane and i'll now i'll probably now sympathize with you when you say again in the pursuit of profit there was this sort of exploitation when there really isn't the fact that there's one thing is when you look at okay it might seem like exploitation to you but it's food on the plate for them and it's employment for them maybe it's not it's not as equal as it is in other countries but the fact that again i'm i'm, I'm not i'm not with i'm not agreeing to the fact that they allow this but the fact that they're still alive today is one because of this again it's not just because you know they have they're getting the idea i have a crazy idea what? why don't we combine capitalism socialism and communism you know what you'd get out of that you'd get north korea yeah. no no you would get you would get ussr russia and north korea no you will bring no, no, capitalism no, no. to that get, you will get you will get you will get something you also talk about how um, you know when we suggest that when you talk about like, I mean, not just you you weren't talking about this at all but then people talk about charities you know but then suggest that charities are how um capitalistic societies that can successfully have the downfall right yeah because in the us if you do, if you do contribute some of your wealth to charities that's like a tax write off and many capitalists have been or not capitalists many millionaires and billionaires have been doing that to get lesser taxes and to write off their taxes all right so a capitalist economy first of all creates as the surplus that enables charities socialism oh if it even survived socialism in the conflict would only serve to bring everyone down to the lowest common denominator with the exception of those closest to the power of the state that is what you're not understanding what, the point when when okay it gives the opportunity for ta- Uh, charities but at the same time they're doing nothing for the charities they're just using it as a way to increase their own personal wealth and gain from it capitalism can give you capitalism can for this i'm going to give you a different perspective because right now it's this what we think capitalism really is right let me give you let me change the argument to something more digestible right okay let's say the notion mm-hmm. is that again let's say you know when we say, when we talk about has capitalism ever failed let's let's take let's change the wording let's say these fishes believe that the ocean has dried up right let's say that ocean let's let me finish the oceans the oceans have dried up right okay. let's say you are trying to create an argument on um this this basically this house believes um capitalism has failed for some reason let's change the definition to let's oh. call it as change it to these fishes believe that um the ocean has dried up okay how are you going to argue to these fishes right that there are all wet and are actually um swimming in water right the water is an invisible and even if it even existed the water is unfair right because not all fishes are equally wet swimming in it right besides some fish feel like it's a desert and for their own sake alone we need to drain the oceans you could try and say something like 
look at the smartphones and designer shoes and clothes of overfed bodies right all these obese people but then look at the spare time these fishes have to float around indolently and pointlessly and argue water is not wet right you could ask water them to just wet. look at all the stuff floating in the water it's not easy this arguing with marxist fishes about these things because they have no head is what i'm trying to show you right now <laughs> the fact that you live in a socialist you live in a capitalistic society Mad. but then disregard it take it uh, take it for granted you don't realize that you are currently living in a social in a capitalistic environment but at the same time you're so against i know it. i'm living in a capitalistic environment what and it's you helping about? you it's giving and it's helps you so much and then you know you you exploit that you use it you do it for your advantage because you know it's easy one it's easily accessible and you know it's it's easy it's more affordable than other things i mean that's that's the whole irony when i was trying to point out that example you're literally swimming in a notion of capitalism at the same time complaining that water is not wet see let's be real water isn't wet that's why marxist fish like you have no <laughs> mike fish i love that honestly we were trying to find out what real capitalism is let's try to find out what real socialism is right government ownership of means of production and what are, what its effects are at best economic stagnation and at worst widespread starvation with millions of accompanying deaths you got people eating out of the trash in venezuela a socialistic government a complete socialistic government one of the purest examples of socialism you can find sweden is not to being a socialistic country but rather as a heavy dose of free markets along with a highly developed let's say example expensive welfare state and sure enough their quote unquote beer measure of economic freedom fits that swedish case nicely the beer is good and there's lots of variety that's the free market at work but the beer is expensive due to high taxes that's the effect of welfare state uh, again you can keep bringing up examples of how socialism has failed and how people in socialistic countries right now live and how it's a standard of living i can also bring up capitalistic places and how it's a low standard of living for them as well india you have huh? pointed out anything you know, give me an example of capitalism no do actually give me an example and let's an talk about a longer run let's talk capital. about economic benefits let's talk about economic growth okay i i actually want to build more upon what real socialism is you know let's i can talk about starving socialism in venezuela let's oh, talk wow. about subsistence socialism, socialism in oh, wow. cuba let's talk about dark socialism in oh, north wow. korea let's talk about fake fake socialism fake, let me finish oh, fake wow. socialism in china let's talk about hangover socialism in countries like russia and ukraine okay and then there's new capitalism that's currently happening with georgia let's talk you about the sweden one let's people. talk about the sweden one right now right Sweden reformers with the economy in the last half of the 19th century and obviously good results followed um between 1850 1950 incomes increased eightfold while life expectancy rose by 28 years old of the infant mortality uh, and infant mortality fell from 15 to 2% that's really low that's really big drop Sweden's huge government spending as a percentage of GDP is relatively recent in 1950 the um the Sweden taxes were 19% of the GDP which was below the percentage of the united states sweden's explosive growth in government spending occurred between 1960 and 1980 when it rose from 31% of the gdp to 60% the result sweden went from being the fourth richest country as i said before in, um, in the ocd in 1970 to a mediocre 14th all right now again the first uh, country where uh, they traveled um, to that obviously another example being venezuela 
um well uh, so when we really question ourselves is is when as well as socialist right when we when you disagree or when you agree when it's Venezuela socialist or their capitalist the entire process earlier in this decade American advocates of socialism had little doubt at it was and moreover that this economy was thriving okay they quote Bernie Sanders in 2011's comment that the American dream was more apt um, to be realized Shout out in Bernie Venezuela Sanders. than in United States and a 2013 article in Salon claimed that um, Venezuela's President Hugo Chavez has racked up an economic record that the legacy-obsessed President, uh, American President, could only be dream of achieving. Venezuela's economy is socialist, but there are clearly established that um, it's clear to establish that Venezuela's government price controls badly runs socialistic oil sector, and their government attacks on privately and private property have left the economy in rubble. Right? There's stories of people driving and walking miles to cross the bridge to Colombia. To buy basic food items are actually very, very heartbreaking. Widespread shortages of food have taken their toll. Um, the, obviously, there's also reports by finding some Venezuelan universities that in 2016, three quarters of Venezuelans had lost an average of 19 pounds. There's also things to point out the other consequence of heavy government control. We have diminished political freedom. Um, I will now quote Milton Friedman, which is one of the which is a, one of the most famous economists um, to ever live. He had argued that without a relatively free market, political freedom cannot last. Without a relatively free market, political freedom cannot last. Those who want to oppose a strong central government need to be independent of what of what that government really is. Venezuela is the latest proof of that point. During the 2018 uh, present election, they write many voters went directly to the voting booth to nearby quote-unquote red spots where the government um, checked their ideas and handed them out food rations, essentially a bribe for voting. So when they're making them starve at the same time, they're also bribing them. Listen, I'll give you this ration of food. Make sure you vote for, um, make sure you vote for Hugo Chavez once again. <laughs> for those who think um, that replacing Nicolas Maduro with um, Juan Guaido will be a silver bullet Right, Guaido's party again is a member of a socialist international. Socialism has failed, communism has failed, capitalism has failed. Almost every single political no, has system has failed. Has failed. failed. Capitalism has but not that failed. Does not mean that because it has failed, we not abolish it or India disregard it. Failed. We should in fact look to reform it who and make sure their socialists have not failed because their capitalists force countries to go to this or go to that just because this one has succeeded all the time. We should make sure that we can reform these systems and help the countries with these okay. systems in place. Let's stick with your reform example. What do you want to reform it to? Huh? What is your definition of reform when it comes to this specific scenario? What are you going to reform? Change the very change the very ideologies and rules that these political or economic views are based upon. Okay, can you elaborate on that? How are you going to physically change policy making on that? Okay. So um, I will. Uh, okay. So if you take upon socialism or communism, right, and how it's this kind of right now, it's very um, narrow-minded, and how it's always looking for one thing. But we could kind of change it to kind of fit in today's societies and today's landscape, so it can work. And at the same time, everyone benefits rather than one country or corporation taking advantage of a certain set of people. Okay, now you're gonna do that because you're literally stating very, very general statements. You're not teaching how you're gonna state a policy that will, you know, create a solution for that. 
that see that we ca- I can't like just state a random policy from a social yeah, country. Then it will go against all your beliefs because that's so, when you talk about that. Obviously, this Cuba example has a lot to do with what you said as well, right? So yes. talk about New- Cuba. It is noted that there's a strong difference between a government-run sector. Yes, Cuba is very socialist, and the small but sometimes thriving private sector. As you keep on saying, we can live in a socialist environment. Obviously, there can be a little bit, there can be a little bit of private sectors, you know, here and there to make sure things aren't messed. As crazy as it is in Venezuela, the government-run sector obviously sucked. Um, to use um, what um, to use what has been said online, despairing verb of choice. While for profit, private sector was not that bad. Obviously, the private sector was doing much much better than the government-run sector in Cuba. The first night they stayed, uh, basically there were these two researchers, they stayed in a government-run hotel um, for which they had prepaid using a British middleman. Um, why that Why that, um, Why that? that circuitous route, you may ask? Because the US government refuses to allow any American companies to do business with Cuba. One little problem, the hotel couldn't find the record of payment, so basically these researchers had to pay again with cash and got only one room with two beds. One of, the re- one of the researchers writes, two carvejas, I think that's how you pronounce it, two carvejas, didn't give me beer goggles strong enough to overlook the shoddiness of the hotel. Three out of four elevators were out of service, and we waited what, what seemed like forever before we decided to hoof it up the five flights of stairs with our bags. We found our room down the dark hallway, and um, Bob, which was the other researcher, needed to needed both the key and his uh, shoulder to open the door even worse the bathroom had a missing ceiling panel and there was mold everywhere moreover as they learned the next morning running water was not guaranteed so by contrast well why when they needed stay in a privately owned building in havana and had to pay three dollars per night they got a two-bedroom apartment with a clean bathroom that had toilet paper and reliable hot water. They note the reason the owners had an incentive to produce quality, whereas the employees of the government-run hotel did not. All right. I now want to talk about the socialist uh, socialism in the Soviet Union and communist China and even the National Com- uh, Socialist Germany. Right? Had these had the worst democracies in the 20th century? Planners simply decided to eliminate whole populations. That they thought interfered with their plans. The whole demo sides they uh, um, were justified in the name of making a new socialist man a perfect worker who would outperform his exploited um, capitalist counterpart. But that guy never showed up and says socialistic workers underperform because they were not rewarded for that for their performance. So again, I can I'll be moving on to North Korea, but just to understand that if you think of a socialistic government, you're just going to have the worst of worst experiences when actually living a daily life, when actually living. When you realize that the economy cannot be run in a form of in a socialist manner, you should realize there is no incentive to you know make anything. There's no incentive to work harder. There's no sort of motivation to do anything, right? Hence, anyone. It'll, it'll either lead to anarchy where everyone just decides, you know, nothing really matters and I might as well go ahead and steal everything because there is no incentive to work harder in this, in this thing, in this, in this, in this journey we call life. Or, you know, we could end up having economic loss and actually try to pay the price as Venezuela, countries like Venezuela is. Um, we've learned something by the, by at least now and we hope you're listening to this very extent. This will be the last example I'll be giving. One example which will be very important, especially one that has to be addressed with the argument with Kanchin and addressed with any arguments that go up uh, in the opposed, anything opposing capitalism. 
um the final argument i want to talk about is north korea the other socialist country that no one dares to enter for the obvious reasons self preservation instead uh, people look at north korea across the yalu river from dangdong a city of china right you can't really there were two researchers there are the same researchers who visited cuba visit tried to visit north korea one allowed to access again was because of self preservation and were only allowed to look basically you know basically carry out their research from a local city next uh, next to uh, north korea which was in china the reason um, for their double again reason why they called which uh, why they anyone calls uh, north korea this dark socialism um aspect of this from the spectrum of socialism is not only because it is a hellhole in which millions of people have starved but is also literally that dark at night um the comparison between north and south korea is plainly night and day the see again the cia estimates north korea average income is at $1700 compared to um south korea's which is at $37000 remember that both countries were in horrible shape after the 1953 korean war armistice with that same history language and culture before then the difference has to be that one is communist and one guarantees private property and a fair amount of economic freedom right so again when it comes to the example of anything that you provide against socialism or anything that you provide obviously against capitalism itself you should realize that and i want to leave this as a conclusion is that with the current example that i've just provided north korea and south korea these are two countries that have chosen two separate paths there are also other countries like um when i talked about venezuela and i talked i mean i talked about sweden as well right there were two countries that took separate paths two countries that just realized that as capitalist bad as capitalism may sound as bad as you want to make it sound it actually fosters economic growth it actually increases um employment it increases standards of living increases all the sgi indexes that help you have a have a sustainable life in that country and it makes it more attractive for people to even immigrate to that country which is why there are so many people leaving socialist countries and entering capitalist countries and then this at the same time complain about immigration which is also very very quite ironic um but you should realize that once from my end socialism uh, capitalism is not about taking advantage of one another it is voluntary trade of between two people if you are wishing to trade your labor or your services to someone else that is a voluntary um aspect to capitalism which is which entirely talks about economic freedom as well which actually advocates for economic freedom as well we should realize that capitalism is a system that the world cannot run run without it is the system it is the civil system we run with today you know it is what is the reason we are actually alive today as much as you think socialism has only worked with farmers who do subsistence farming that's the only way you can actually survive being a pure socialist yourself so that's what i would leave as a concluding note um, um just not to let um something someone else's opinion or someone else's example affect your own way of thinking oh, if sorry. you believe that that you shouldn't allow people's opinions whether it's me on conscience or conscience on me obviously i'm not letting you shouldn't again if you believe that communism is right if you believe that anarchism is right that is all to upon you but just make sure you don't you don't try to glorify it try to change other people's opinions because of it and you don't change you know you don't treat people differently because of it right one so is yet yeah i mean that was kind of um racist and kind of cultural appropriating but um uh, tune in for that episode as well we're going to have an episode racing <laughs> see how i connected that down okay um so um this fruitful little conversation we had at least you know with a different perspective that most yes, people think about capitalism 
maybe all of you think that that socialism is very beautiful you know you think bernie sanders is you know the best president Funny ever exist best candidate for presidency well make sure you listen and you should take these points into consideration and hopefully you have a different perspective as we always say in the end of our show um and make sure you listen to any other episodes we have make sure you listen to the many other episodes we have we'll be having episodes now that are more interesting and less politically related obviously we'll having um, a music segment we'll be having a pop culture segment where we talk about many um interesting current new current topics current uh, issues on that and thank you for listening to us and goodbye for now